you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. And uh, let's just get right to it. We're joined by our good buddy. Uh, we're going to go executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim. I want to make sure I get the title right. I don't want to short you of any of these fancy words that uh, go before your name here. Is we, that correct? We don't We don't need any titles. But yes, that's the, that's the title. There he is. Jim Nagy uh, joining us here to talk about some Senior Bowl stuff. Um, Next, we're going to get into that. We're going to, you know, there's tons to get to. It's going to be a, a unique year, uh, a new, uh, really kind of a, a new look senior bowl now that we've got the rule in place to allow you to go get some underclassmen as well. Um, but before we do that, yesterday on the show, Bucky and I talked about uh, this article that had come out in The Athletic about the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if you got a chance to see this, but I wanted to tap into you and I'll, I'll kind of fill you in here, the backstory. Um, it, you know, Frank Reich is the shortest tenured coach uh, stint here since 1978. And now this article comes out, as you would imagine, everybody always does their digging. Everybody's pointing fingers every which way. They said they got 20 different on-the-record uh, sources mm-hmm. in this article. And we, wow. Bucky, and I, Bucky and I talked about this yesterday, about kind of the blame game and not being on the same page in terms of developing the quarterback, the plan in place. It, it sounded like it was going from personnel to coaching. Just a mess. So I'm curious, as someone who's been on championship clubs and championship organizations, how important is it that everybody is pulling in the same direction and has the same mission in mind? Oh, it's it's critical. I mean, everyone talks about the most important relationship of the building being head coach GM. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I know that our mantra in Seattle when I was there with John Schneider was no walls. He didn't want any walls in the building, you know, whether the business side, the football side, coaching, scouting. Um, I, th- I believe that's the best way to do it. And, you know, Scott Fitter, their GM, GM in Carolina is coming from Seattle. So, um, but uh, you, you talked about the championship teams I was on. I was also part of a two and 14 um, Kansas City Chiefs team. And, uh, and I know you guys have probably been through tough years too. I mean, you go through a tough year in the NFL at this point in December, like, man, it is rough. Um, and there is finger pointing going on. And 
avoid all that stuff, but 20 on the record sources, or I guess oh. off the record sources, that's a lot yeah. of, that's a lot of people talking <laughs> in that building right now. Yeah. Um, but it's hard, man. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's hard. That's the one thing I'll see from a scouting perspective, like the three of us were all road guys. You're at least insulated from that. You know, when you're at a school every day, I mean, you can at least like lock in and, and, and be in Tuscaloosa or be in Corvallis or wherever you are. Um, and you don't have to be in that, that building and it's hard, man. It's really hard. So I hate how it all went down. I mean, if you just go back to the start of the season, I really felt like they had a great infrastructure in place for Bryce Young. You you know, you had Frank Reich, who's a quarterback guy, and you had Josh McCown as a quarterback guy. Um, you know, it, I thought they had a good thing in place. So it's it, it's it's a league of momentum. I'll say that. You guys know that. I mean, you get on a, a little of a streak early and you can ride that thing. And it's, it's the same way if you hit a rough patch. And uh, they just have not been able to get out of it. You know, one final thing about this, because I think it's the alignment of coaching staff. So I know you spent time in New England, and I know Bill Belichick for the longest time always promoted from within. There weren't many outsiders that really kind of came up through the ranks. When you look at the Carolina Panthers situation and you have a coaching staff that was plucked from everywhere, leaning on your experience in New England, what is the advantages of just having kind of like a homegrown staff that everybody just kind of comes up within the same system? I just think it's the value system, Buck, and the in speaking the same language and, and being all bought into the same same thing. It's it's hard when you're patching things together. And and uh, you know, I've heard some things in the offseason with with a couple other different teams where head coaches talked openly about, hey, I didn't even know this guy. You know, like we 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 went I went outside the went outside the tree and and we've heard some things that that's not working out real well. So there's something about I mean, crony cronyism isn't a good thing, in my opinion, when you're just like surrounding yourself with yes men and, and I don't I don't believe in that either uh, but to have familiarity with people and, and that there's a shared belief system I think it's important yeah no doubt um, again if you uh, want more on this topic go back and listen to the podcast we had yesterday we uh, we jumped in and, and uh, dug into that topic all right Jim this uh, uh, first of all before we get into the names and some of the guys that uh, invitations are out some have already been accepted uh, how different has it been this year? I know you probably were anticipating at some point in time, you know, through your dialogue that that this day could come where it would no longer be just uh, graduated players in your game. But when did you find that out and how different has it been for you in your role? Uh, it's been very different. Uh, we first got the heads up back in August, um, started talking to the league off, office in August about it, that the potential of it happening and just kind of you know, they wanted to to get my opinion on how some of the things would work. Um, and then uh, kind of went dead there for a little bit and uh, probably heard back from those guys. I want to say like the later part of October. Um, so at least we knew we had a heads up that it might be coming. Um, so we had all our scouts out when they were out in the fall watching the juniors. Um, so we were prepared on on a good number of them. And of course, when this thing was announced, you're getting agents call and everyone's throwing names at you that... Uh, uh, seeing where they fit and if they could get an invite. So it is. it has been different, I'll say that. I mean, everything, the job now compared to six years ago when I took it, um, we used to have our rosters pretty much locked in by December 10th or 15th. I mean, 95% of the roster was done. It's a much more fluid process, process now. Um, and again, because of Portal, because of NIL, um, you know, this junior thing as well, so it's these schools right now. They're all trying to get players back. And I will, the other layer is the extra COVID year. Um, mm. You know, I think the extra COVID year was created. The spirit of it was for, you know, the women's softball player or the men's gymnast or, you know, someone who had a season canceled to have them get their fourth year back. Well, 
I'm just going to make a blanket statement. College football is abusing this extra COVID year thing. You know, like back in the day, you I know you guys used to hear it on the road too. Like, you know, the, the colleges would badmouth the agents for trying to steal their juniors and talk these guys into leaving when the schools didn't think they were ready to leave. Mm-hmm. It's like the other thing now. <laughs> now. Now the schools are talking these kids into going back for a fifth year where it doesn't make sense for them. I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to get any better. They're tapped out. They're not going to help their draft stock. You're trying to throw a little bit of NIL money at them to come back for a fifth year. And it's not what's best for the player. Like I've been, I've been really surprised these last few weeks of, of coaches that I've known a long time and I have a lot of respect for aren't doing what's right by their players right now. Um, they're trying to, cause, cause again, it's hard college football. All these guys have volatile jobs. I get it. And they all need to win. I, I understand that. Um, but they're, they're asking some of these kids to do some things that aren't best for their football futures. Look, man, it's a, it's a really crazy time because between the guys asking people to stay and the other guys that are pushing them into the portal, you have kind of like the wild, wild west when it comes to it. When you're making decisions on who to bring to the game, be it seniors or even underclassmen that you invite to the game, what are some of the things that you're looking for? Like, how have you been able to keep this game afloat as a premier game when it comes to All-Star game? Well, it, it all comes down to the table. We're just trying to bring the best guys. I'll say this, you know, when it comes to the underclassmen, we're trying to keep top 100 and above. Because um, mm-hmm. to me, in most cases, unless the guy is just tapped out and there's really no upside, we've all written reports where the guy is what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like kind of that ceiling on the player. We're, we're trying to stay. If we're going to bring underclassmen, uh, we're going to tr- we're going to try to stay top three rounds on those guys and, and trying to get commitments right now from those guys because – I was really open with the league office. The only way to do that right now is through the agent community. You know, there's we can't reach out to these juniors. They haven't officially declared yet. The good thing is they all have NIL agents now. So that's at least the agents are part of this process legally. Um, so now you're just having those conversations. That's all. I mean, I've been on the phone all day, every day for about the last three weeks and just trying to find out, okay, which juniors are coming out, um, you know, are you going to sign this player when he comes out? And if you do, do you want him in the senior bowl or not? Again, just had a conversation with an agent before we hopped on here. Um, and it looks like they're in the mix for a corner that's, that could be one of the top one, top one or two corners taken. And the agent said, you know, it, if I get him, you know, I'll probably, probably won't send him. And I, in, in this, in this agent sends pretty much all of their players to the senior bowl. And I, and, and I mean, you know, which battles to fight, right? I'm like, okay, I get, I get that one. And then we just started to talk down the list of the juniors that the rest of their group is on. Um, so just a lot of communication, man. We, there's always been a lot of communication in relationships with this job, um, but more so now than ever. How big is this opportunity going to be for some of the profile players? Um, I, I was thinking about it. We were talking about it a little while ago when this first came out. Um, you know, I'm not mentioning specific names, but just I'm thinking of a profile of a player, a guy who, has a great uh, sophomore year and his junior year, you know, misses time with injury. But, you know, he's going to test well in the spring and in the past where you'd have to wait and have that gap between when we saw this guy play good football and then when he could work out, try and sell himself. Now you've got a senior ball opportunity for a kid that that never previously existed. How about the underclass, you know, like an underclass receiver who, you, you know, gosh, man, he's going to test well. He's a freak but we never got a chance to see him go good on good and made the evaluation so much tougher. Now you have a chance to get him mm-hmm. in your game. Like we could go on and on and on about how your game can benefit some of these underclassmen that have never had this opportunity in the past. 
And those are two examples, Buck, that you see, or DJ, exactly what's going on right now. Um, I just I just watched a corner the other day who has gotten a lot of buzz in past years and watched the sophomore tape, and it was really good, and the buzz, the buzz was justifiable. And then you watch this year's tape, and there was a, there was a drop-off. You know, even athletically, the player looked a little different. Um, so this this is a perfect opportunity to come down and in a good week here can kind of erase some bad tape. Um but yeah, I mean, the value of the Senior Bowl, um, which these underclassmen have never been able to experience and take advantage of, is, again, I'm not trying to disparage the scouting community that the three of us were all in. Um, you know, I really respect all the scouts and in, in, in what the three of us did. But it me, it's, it, it's more meaningful when you're in a draft room. You guys have felt it as well. Like when your GM or your head coach or that a, a key decision maker in that room is on board with a player because they've seen them and have exposure to them and have familiarity with them. That is a much easier sell than if I'm in the draft room, just pounding the table for a player. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's way, it's a way easier buy-in factor when these decision makers can touch these players, see these players, hear these players, talk to these players. So that that's the good thing for these juniors. Now, now they can come, come down here and take advantage of that. And we'll be back right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, that was always the difficult part when it came to underclassmen. You felt like they kind of skated through the process because you didn't have a lot of information. You look up his draft time. Uh, speaking about information and limited information sometimes, quarterbacks. 
so many of us um, like look quarterback drives to draft it drives to intrigue and those things. But you, you DJ, we all know that you got to see quarterbacks live and up close. And at the senior bowl quarterbacks have a unique opportunity to not only be seen, but people get to understand how they learn and process in those things. What has that process been for you looking at the quarterback class this year and trying to target some guys that you want to feature in your game? Really deep class, as you guys know. Uh, I think whatever order, Caleb or Drake, Drake or Caleb with, with Caleb Williams and Drake May, I think the rest of the group is jockeying for number three. That's why I feel like we've got a really good chance of, of getting all the rest of the guys. So Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and we've got Rattler on board, Michael Pratt on board. Um, we sent an invite to Joe Milton last week. And then you've got with the junior class, if J.J. McCarthy comes out, then he's in the mix. Um, you know, Quinn Ewers, we don't know what Quinn Ewers is going to do. So, again, like with, with the, there's actual roster management element to this senior bowl thing that there's never been before. I'm just trying to manage spots and how many we have. Um, but it's going to be a really good class. You're right. I mean, these guys need to be around. These, these decision makers need to be around these players um, and gain the familiarity. And I, I don't know if you saw we pushed something a few weeks ago. We're changing up our quarterback interviews this year. You know, everyone talks about how it's the most position, important position in football. Um, so why don't we treat it a little differently? So we're going to pull the quarterbacks out of the normal interview rotation this year. And we're going to have they're going to be interviewed separately. So they're going to get 40 minutes. They're going to have a little quarterback. We call them pods. They're going to have these little pods and there's going to be four teams per pod and they're going to rotate. And there's going to be, you know, tape station, whiteboard. Um, so you're going to be there with three other teams if you guys work for the you know, the Panthers and the Browns, there'd be you two guys and then two others. And there's going to be two per team. So there's going to be eight, eight NFL guys at a table with the quarterback. Um, you get 40 minutes with that quarterback. And then and then when we do, um, we call them requested interviews. Every team's going to be able to request 64 players on the roster to spend 15 more additional minutes with. So if you're a team and you're you're a quarterback needy team, you're going to leave Mobile with 55 minutes of interview time in exposure to a quarterback, so uh, which is way beyond what what has ever gone on at All Star Game. For listeners who don't know, I mean, just going back in my time, I and mean, you guys were all there too. You sit on the second floor of the, of the Senior Bowl team hotel, and you're trying to grab quarterbacks, and you're lucky if you get Baker Mayfield for five minutes, mm -hmm. and you get down, you sit Baker down for five minutes to kind of, you know, do do kind of the the the, the basic stuff. So 55 minutes leaving Mobile, then you still have combine, you still have pro days, you still have 30 visits. So, um, no, we're excited about the new quarterback format as well. Yeah, I'm excited to get down there and see those guys. Um, you know, as we go through this process, Jim, I've, I always start in the same place uh, when I start really cranking on my, my draft prep, which usually Thanksgiving is kind of that time for me when enough tapes in that I can really jump in and get on these guys and kind of transition a little bit from the NFL season to the draft season. Uh, I start with offensive linemen, as I always do, and – Man, I'll tell you what, I've already watched, I feel, six, seven tackles that I have, you know, first-round caliber grades, starting caliber quality players. What have you seen overall from this offensive line class? And and just your 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 take on it, we have this conversation all the time about the, the glaring need for these guys uh, in the league right now. I don't have a chance to watch a lot of NFL football anymore. Way, not like you. I know you guys are immersed in it. Um but whenever I do, whenever I have a game on uh, a primetime game, Monday night game, Thursday night game, man, it seems like everyone's struggling up front outside of maybe Philadelphia. Um, so so I think there's going to be a huge run. And if you look at some of the other positions that typically go early that are probably 
thinner than in some years. I think there's going to be a bunch of these offensive linemen right now. I, I think we have six or seven guys right now already locked in. They're going to be top hundred draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Darnell Wright last year, go 10 overall. He was our, our highest drafted guy in a couple of years. Um, so yeah, you, you go down the list, the Jordan Morgan from Arizona, Patrick Paul, uh, Grant, uh, from Houston, Graham Barton at Duke, who's going to rep at center some during our week too. So, um, really, really strong offensive line class. If you, if, if you need help up front, this is, this is a good year for you. You know, you think about up front, we've seen the best teams are dominant in the trenches. So as DJ points out the offensive linemen, naturally my eyes are going to go to the D line. What have you seen from the defensive front this year? Uh, it's, it's much deeper than the past couple of years. Uh, we've struggled to find big bodies. Um, we've gone heavier on the edge because the goal is obviously, obviously just to bring the best players and we're trying to, to make all that fit. Um, we've gone heavier with the edge category, more outside linebacker edge players in some years because the, the interior D line was so thin. I think we're going to be heavier on the interior this year because there's so many talented big body guys. I mean, it, just, if you just look at Texas, you know, we got Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy already committed to the game. Those guys are probably both top two round guys. Um, I had a, a scouting buddy the other day referred to Byron Murphy, thinks he's Grady Jarrett, which, uh, I mean, Grady's one of my favorite players I ever scouted. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun group, some really good battles. Uh, you know, we got, we got Leatu Latu from UCLA committed. He's going to some of that one-on-one tackle stuff with the tackle group is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, we've got some, we got some big names on board. So those one-on-ones will be, uh, must watch as they are every year. Speaking of one-on-ones, uh, Jim, I, I know uh, obviously you worry on getting the right players in there, making sure that they have a great week, and it's a it's a great opportunity for all the NFL teams. The position that uh, I want to hit you on is the wide receiver spot because if you look at the track record of guys that have had great weeks down there at the Senior Bowl, I'm curious because of the GPS data now that you have um, that's collected over a few years between that and even you're going to use something as simple as just a win percentage and one-on-ones or seven-on-seven, however you want to do it. Have you been able to come up with a formula for yourself in terms of the wide receivers that you feel like have, that are going to translate really well from, from the college game to the NFL game? Because it seems like when we're going back through these reports year after year after year of these wideouts that are hitting, it seems to be having a big week in Mobile has been a big part of it for a bunch of these guys. Well, that's one position group. I feel like we we've done a good job the last five years bringing bringing better players. Um, that and running back, both of our skill our skill players on offense. I feel like we've done it. Our staff's done a nice job for sure. Um, you look at this year's receiver class: the Tank Dells, the Puka Nakua's, Jaden Reed. I mean, some of these guys are having great rookie years. I, I always just go back to guys that can create separation before and after the catch. Mm-hmm. And, and if they can do that, if they can create space for themselves, then they can make plays. And uh, so that's what we're focused on. And, and, you know, last year we did have a lot of littler guys, the Tanks and Jaden, a lot of a lot of slot type players. And, and this year there won't be as many. I think it's going to be more big bodied guys. It's just every year is kind of different. You know, like Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, it, you know, might be the best height weight speed receiver in the draft when it's all said and done. I mean, mid 220s running four three. So he'll be a fun one. Um, but I think it's going to be overall like a, a bigger size group this year. But real quick, real quick on that, Buck, real quick. So have you, though, Jim, at the end of the week, I know you guys go through after it's over when you have a chance to decompress. You guys go back and watch your own tape. You go back through all your own data and information. Have you been able to to find anything that's uh, that's been an indicator during your week from studying your guys during that week that's 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 led like to the, you know, you go back to the Cooper Cups, obviously, but, the, you know, Puka last year, all the guys you just mentioned, Jaden Reed, that had so much success and that could go on and on and on over the last five years. 
I was just curious if in your own self scout, if you've seen anything um, in, in maybe in the data, I know you talk about just separation, maybe at the line of scrimmage at the top of routes, is there anything else that we're missing? Um, outside of the data, DJ, I'll, I'll say this, um, the guys that transition and, and it really goes across every position, but at receivers, um, the guys that we've had down here that are mature and have mm -hmm. come down like with a business-like mindset, um, it's funny, th there's a different approach for all these guys. And uh, when I say business mindset, like even that, even that even goes back to Debo Samuel, yeah. like Debo wasn't really engaging during the week because he was so freaking focused on what he had to do. Like this was, it, this was a, this was a job interview. It is for all these guys, not all of them treated as seriously like that. Um, but Debo certainly did, man. So I always like to be tuned in on which, which guys really feel like they're here for business. Um, and they usually have the best week, um, regardless of position, but, but really with the wideouts, man, some of the wideouts, like last year, Jaden Reed was here to prove himself, you know, like he felt like he was flying under radars. Um, same thing with tank. Like I had a talk with tank when he got here and he talked about, yeah, everyone, you know, everyone's down 165 pounds and people are going to find reasons to, to, you know, um, to knock me. So it's guys, it's guys that come down with the chip and just want to prove it. Um, to me, that's that's more than anything data driven, that's you know, data driven. So I love that. No, it's funny you talk about the edginess, right? And one position that always has guys with a little edge, a little chip on the shoulder are the DBs. This year's class, we talked about uh, DJ and I talked early in the year about the little guys on offense giving problems. So normally it's always a check, check, make move when it comes to chess and defensive back. So what are you seeing from the defense back class? Big guys, little guys, skill guys. What are we looking at? More, more nickels uh, opposite the receivers. You know, I said this year the receiver group will be a little bigger. A lot of, a lot of really strong nickel players. Um, I get you, I'm sure you guys watched the the games over the weekend. Mikey Sanistrill from oh, Michigan. Uh, yeah, yeah really player. fun player. You know, former receiver, just a just a baller. You throw that baller label on a guy, usually, usually matters. You know, he's fun to watch. Uh, kind of reminds me of Jalen Petrie, just in his just in his urgency and the way he plays the game. Not the same <laughs> skill set. You know, Jalen mm -hmm. is obviously a safety, but uh, but yeah, a lot of nickel sized guys, but really good, really good football players. So it's going to be a deep group. Um, and we've got some we've got some juniors committed in the in the secondary right now that are going to be big name guys that everyone's going to be excited about. We obviously can't can't do anything with those guys until they officially declare. Um, but I, I really like this year's DB group. I mean, there's a lot of guys I wish we could have in the game that we're not going to be able to get in the game this year. And, and that's not usually the case. Usually we're, you know, when you get to that back end of the roster, there's some guys that you know are going to be late round picks or, you know, maybe fall out of it if they don't run well. Uh, I don't think we have anyone in this year's DB group like that. Um, I just want to know, uh, and you've been great with your time here today, Jim. I, I appreciate it. One of my last questions here, you know, you remember the stories about Jeter when he would uh, break up with a girl and he'd give her like a, a basket, like a, <laughs> a gift like a, basket, a, a gift basket. <laughs> so for, I'm sure you're going to have this every year. It's a, it, like the kid that's committed to the senior bowl, but then uh, gets a portal offer to stay in college and goes get more money just for your, the brief relationship that you had with that player. Maybe like some, maybe it's some Reese's, maybe it's just like a Reese's package. Like, Hey, we enjoyed <laughs> our two weeks that we were committed together and we wish you the best of luck with that extra $150,000. You just got to go to another power five school. That's uh, I never knew that about Jeter. That's kind of a boss move though. Yes, it is. I don't know. We, we'll maybe have to think about that. I'll have to, I'll have to think about something. <laughs> oh, God.
Well, hey, dude, it's been it's been great to catch up. With you. I don't want to spoil our I don't want to spoil all the names here because we're going to have our official reveal show. We're going to go yeah. through it, and once you get the list official, uh, we'll we'll break them down position by position, player by player, and we'll dig into it. But I wanted to get you on here just to get a little bit of a primer. Uh, I know you're in the thick of it here, uh, the challenge of putting this thing together with with all the different moving parts that you have. Uh, I know you're slammed, buddy, but uh, I appreciate you coming on. And we'll be back here to do this thing uh, officially here in, in a few weeks and get this uh, get this roster announced and have some fun, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be out there in Cali in like a month. So excited. Awesome. About yeah. Thank you, Nags. I appreciate you, buddy. All right, guys. Have a great holidays. You too. Well, there he goes, Buck. Uh, always great to catch up with Jim. Uh, good buddy. He's doing a great job there at the uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl in a year that's going to be different. Uh, definitely a, a different flavor to the Senior Bowl now that we get some of these underclassmen. And it's going to be that way uh, for the East-West Shrine as well. So you get a chance to get some of these younger guys in there. I think it's a great opportunity for everybody. DJ, we talked about it. It's one of the things that we, we never had an opportunity when we were scouting and you looked at underclassmen. You never really got a chance to do a full evaluation. It felt like it was always so rushed because the deadline would be the end of January, combine, and before you know it, man, you're on a uh, highway to the draft and you haven't had an opportunity to do it. But now to get a chance to see them go against some of the seniors and some of the other highly touted underclassmen, you should have an opportunity to have a better evaluation on some of these young guys that jump in. No doubt. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Hope you guys have enjoyed that. It's been a fun week here. Uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to some of those other episodes if you missed them. Uh, we will uh, be back next week and we'll crank through five more of these episodes for you guys. So we'll see you then. Appreciate it. Uh, next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.